Hey guys, it's Editing Cat here. I just want to let you know that my audio is absolute trash through this. I don't speak much through it, but at the end, you can definitely tell when I speak up to say something. It sounds like I'm talking into a tin can. I wanted to apologize beforehand. I'm getting a new setup, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. Enjoy the episode. So this is Columbus, and we also have Cat on here tonight. Um, I have a small, like true crime story for you guys tonight. Um, it actually happened. So as many of you, some of you know, not many, but some of you know, if you guys have been listening from the start, you guys know that I live in Pennsylvania. About an hour away from Pittsburgh. So in 2014, which is insane that that was literally nine years ago. <laughs> but anyways, in 2014, uh, there was a guy that ambushed a police barracks uh, for literally like no reason. Like these cops didn't even do anything to him or anything. He just decided that, uh, well, he just, he did, he didn't like cops to begin with because he did get in some legal trouble back in 2004. Um, but the thing is, is like none of these cops that are like police officers that he targeted even did anything to him ever. So... He was uh, pretty much just trying to get revenge on police in general, I guess. Anyways, so today we're going to be talking about Eric Frien. So, <clears throat> Eric Frien was born May 3rd, 1983, so he is now 39 years old currently. Um, He... Was originally like born in New Jersey, but throughout his younger life, he did grow up in the Poconos, and he even went to. Sorry, I have to bring my timeline up here. <laughs> so I even made a timeline for this, but um, he went to the Pocono Mountain High School. That's all I could find. I couldn't find like any like middle school or like grade schools that he went to. But so at some point in time, he did move to the Poconos area, which is like probably around like 40 minutes away from Scranton. So, and I guess I'm like, almost everyone has to know the show, The Office. And if you've ever watched The Office, it's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, anyway, so it's about 40 minutes south of there so and if you know where scranton is it's like 
at the tippy tippy right top of Pennsylvania. I'm just going into New York. Uh, so again, so it's 40 minutes like south from there. Um, so anyways, he, like I was saying earlier, is that in 2004, he was charged with burglary, bleh, burglary and larceny, uh, because, so that's like the only like legal trouble he's ever been in. But anyway, so growing up, he's always really been involved with weapons because the high school he attended to, he was actually on a rifle team there, um, which after interviews and stuff, like he actually did really well, obviously. But anyways, um... He was also, even from, like, a young age, he was called a self-taught survivalist by many people. Law enforcement, teachers, etc. Um, so, because, I mean, he would go out, like, on random hikes and stuff, and... And I'm not just saying, like, random, like, hikes and camping trips. No, like, no, he was a lead, like, force himself to, like, live completely, like, off the land, I guess. But not, like, a farmer type off the land. Like, he would just purposely put himself in, like, a, almost like a, just, like, a real situation to where he would have to survive that outcome. But anyways... It's hard to explain. I'm not going to explain things. <laughs> but uh, he also really loved war movies. And he eventually even got into reenacting different times of war. Like, so he did, like, World War II reenactments. Um, he even did... <sighs> What's it called? Um... Like, reenactments of soldiers from, like, other countries. Uh, he specifically loved the Bosnian Serb soldiers, so he constantly tried to portray himself as one. Including, he even founded a group called... So, I cannot pronounce this. Because it's in serbo Let's see here. I'm not good at pronouncing these stuff. So, how do I pronounce this? Isotosini Vuk, which means Eastern Wolf in the Serb Protanian language. And they had a MySpace page, um, which you'd see him in full on recreational military gear so he looked like a well a bosnian serb soldier and he would always do like simulations as well like he'd post videos of these simulations on that myspace page um and then that even grew because like other people started joining as well but and that grew to like where they actually were under the tacticals under umbrella organization red alliance so 
Um, yeah, it got pretty big and noticed by law enforcement. So, anyways, we're gonna fast forward to 2014. So, on September 12, 2014, um, Eric Freeman targeted the Blooming Grove Township. Pennsylvania State Police Barracks. Uh, this was about 10.50 p.m. So, like, around, like, 11 p.m. when the shift change was happening. And, of course, there were police officers walking out of the barracks. And from 82 yards away, Freehan shot Corporal Dixon and well, at first he was just down. So, and there was another officer that was right behind him who rushed out of the barracks when he seen him go down on the ground, not really knowing, like, what's going on. Like, he heard the gunshot, but obviously you don't know what's going on at that point in time. You just see that your fellow officer is down on the ground and bleeding. So, uh, Trooper Douglas, which is the other officer, rushed out to, you know, check out Dixon. And seeing, you know, obviously he was shot and bleeding, um, and he tried to drag Dixon into the barracks, and that is when Freeman also shot Trooper Douglas. Um, and at that point in time, Douglas decided to retreat because obviously he was being fired upon, and he crawled into the police barracks. Now, there were two other officers inside the barracks as well, which ran and aided him. They just didn't go outside because obviously there were shots being fired and there's two officers down at this moment. So, once the two other officers was aiding Douglas, uh, the fire, the shots being fired finally ceased. Um, and obviously, by the time EMS got there, sadly, Corporal Dixon passed away. So, he died on scene. Uh, Douglas, on the other hand, at least did survive. Um, of course, he obviously suffered a pretty bad gunshot wound because Freeman shot both officers with a three oh eight caliber rifle, which is a sniper rifle. Um, again, <laughs> I'm not in any way, shape, or form a gun expert here. So if I pronounce something wrong or say or like refer to a rifle or gun in an incorrect way, again, I'm not an expert. Um, so, but anyways, I just know that it was considered a sniper rifle. Obviously, he was 82 yards away. That's pretty far distance. Um, 82 yards is about 75 meters, so give me one moment. So, let me actually times that. That's a good 246 feet away. So, that's, that's a pretty good, I mean, to me, that's, that's a sniper rifle. I don't see anyone else <laughs> sitting there with just a regular old hunting rifle, like a .30-06 or something, shooting a deer from 200 and some odd feet away. I mean, I guess you could, but I don't know. That's that's a 
pretty far distance. Um, but anyways, at first they didn't know who shot them because obviously they didn't see them. But in some surveillance videos and stuff, they did find a jeep. And then eventually they found, it was about three days later, they found the same jeep abandoned. And whenever they, you know, were doing their investigation and they looked up the tags, or rather the license plate on this 2001 Jeep Cherokee, it came back to Friend's parents. And so then they obviously questioned the parents. And from there, they ended up finally knowing who to look for, which is Eric Frien. Um, and since he was a survivalist, well, he led them on a very long manhunt. The manhunt for him lasted 48 days. So again, this shooting occurred, or rather this ambush on the police barracks occurred on September 12th, 2014. They didn't capture him until October 30th, 2014. Um, it was about, I think around like three miles away from like where the shooting occurred. Or it was, you know, it was, it was kind of like not too terribly far away. Um, but they found him at Birchwood Pocono Airpark, which is an, ab an abandoned airfield. Um, and he actually just, once they found him there, he actually just gave himself up. Uh, he didn't, you know, give them any altercations. He just laid down on the ground and they, when they, now, um, if you look up his picture though, you're going to see that he has scuffs on his nose and like above his eye. Uh, but that's not because a man like it's not because of an altercation like he was refusing um one thing is is that while you're while police officers are apprehending an assailant they are not supposed to like be looking at them in the face while they're arresting them but more so for like you know safety issues and stuff like that um so he laid down on the ground face up knowing this because he wanted to look officers in the face uh but they really fast turned him face down so in the process of flipping him onto his stomach where he'd be laying face down they you know he scraped his face on the concrete so that's why he, if you'll see like those gashes on his on his face if you look him up but um Anyways, uh, the day right after he got apprehended finally and captured, they immediately, the very next day, they sentenced him to the death penalty, which he deserves. Um, but who knows if he's actually ever going to get executed because, yes, Pennsylvania does have the death penalty, or rather, like, where you can actually get executed, but Pennsylvania has not had an execution since 1999. So, and even from 1976 to 1999, there was only three executions completely, so, like, all together. 
So who knows if they're actually going to execute him. But he is now on death row. And he is currently located at the... Um, <clears throat> hold on. The Phoenix... Yes, Phoenix. So the State Correctional Institution of Phoenix, which is like in Philly area. So... Yeah, and even on this manhunt, because again, 48 days is a long time to be on a manhunt. They've seen him multiple times. This, like, they even got close to capturing him a few times during this seven week manhunt. Um, it, like, they had the dogs close to him, and like, and they were literally like, there were so many times they were so close to capturing him. But the thing is, as before said, he was a self-taught survivalist. So he was literally prepping, like for years, prepping himself on this rough terrain that's in the Poconos. And uh, yes, the off most of the officers are from that area as well. But he, like, they're not prepared to sit there and go, you know, on a like on a hunt for someone out in the rain and snow and well, I'm not sure if it was snowing back then because that was in September, October. But there's a lot of rain in those months usually. Um, and if anyone's ever been to the Poconos, you know, sometimes like there's some really steep and rough areas. So there's going to be some little bit rocky areas. And even like on some of it, like on some of the sides of the mountains, it's going to look like that it's a safe terrain in here. It's not in... There's, like, landslides all the time. So, um, again, with Freon, he knew where all the safe spots were. So, but he would sit there and he would make sure that they seen him. And then he would run off to this where he knew that was a safe place to, like, walk and stand on. And here, but they didn't. And here, they would eventually not be able to get him because there'd be a landslide or there'd be too many, like, some rocks, like, and they didn't have the equipment to go rock climbing and stuff like that, so it's just, and then even with the dogs, like, I can remember seeing on the news, um, like, when they had the dog teams after him, uh, he would be throwing pepper down to try to evade their scent, or, well, to evade his scent, so they couldn't sniff him out, obviously. But yeah, so it was pretty crazy. But um, yeah, so he's currently at the State Correction Institution of Phoenix, which is again located in Philly, or like the Philly area, and uh, he, or Philadelphia. I guess I should say that because some people probably don't know what Philly is. But anyways, um. He also, just this past year, I think it was, um, his mom and dad actually just won a lawsuit against the state. Um, one second. Yeah, it was literally just this year. Um, I guess his parents... Tried to sue the state 
pretty much. Uh, and the state, for some odd reason, was on the side of the parents. And so they just settled the suit over the weapons that he had. So the sniper rifle, he had other guns. Um, he had, I'm pretty sure he had other weapons like explosives and stuff. Like, so he had all this stuff. Even the murder weapon that he killed one officer and severely wounded another officer. And yep, the state, for some God knows what reason, decided to side with the parents. And now the police have to give back that those weapons. Which I didn't even know that was a thing. So I felt like once something went into evidence, I didn't think you could get it back. But apparently you can. So there's that. So, and what really led me on this tyrant about this Eric's, uh, Eric Brian is because um, in the past week, I've seen two different news headlines of officers. Oh, of two different officers in two different areas being killed with like literally like no reason um there was one in los angeles area uh when was it it was on i think new year's eve i'm pretty sure it was new year's eve um no, it was the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. So, December 30th. Uh, in... Los Angeles area. There was this cop. He was just making a normal traffic stop. Like, you know, like speeding or like your headlights out. You know what I mean? Something like that. Just a normal... Stop. Um... And he didn't even make it to the window before the guy shot him and killed him. Like, he, you know, like how they, you know, the officer comes up to your window and, like, asks you, like, for license registration. Well, the cop didn't even get to the fucking window. And this dude shot and killed him. Like. And again... Like, I've had, I guess, um, I'm not saying that I don't like police officers. Um, I just don't have a good experience with them with my own because, as the listeners know, because I've talked about it a few times, back in 2018, I ended a relationship with the dude I was dating at the time because he was physically, mentally, and sexually abusing me. And I even tried getting a PFA on him because he was also harassing me and stalking me. Like, I had, like, legit proof. And the police never took my call seriously. Like, even the week before he shot and killed everyone, like, I called 911 because he was threatening me and the people I lived with. And they never took my call seriously. They said that they couldn't come out because he wasn't inside my house. Um, 
I mean, but what you gonna do when he's inside? Like, seriously. Uh, by that time, it's too late. That's why I'm calling you now to so it doesn't get to that point. Um, but anyways, so but I I mean I always have big respect for police officers because they have a very dangerous job, and they are people and they have families and they also deserve to go home at night. Um, you know ninety, I I, mean, I would say ninety eight percent of the police officers go into law enforcement because, you know, something happened to them whenever they were kids or something, you know, like younger. Uh, and they they went into law enforcement to change, to just make a change and to be different, um, you know, protect their community and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, put the, the bad people behind bars. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, obviously there's some dirty cops, but there's, there's dirty businessmen, there's, there's dirty managers, there's dirty co-workers, you know what I mean? Like nobody, like every job area has this people that just honestly don't deserve that job, um, or shouldn't be working that job. Any job, not just law enforcement. But, yeah, and then there was actually just another situation on, I think, January 1st or 2nd. It was just up in Pittsburgh, but a police chief was killed. And, uh... Another trooper was also shot. They survived that I know of unless it's updated. One second. Let me see if there's an update on that. Uh... Actually, that was also a ambush as well. I don't, I don't understand. And like, I just, I don't know. I don't understand why these people, like these men that are doing these shootings, like, why are you targeting people that didn't even do anything to you? Like, I don't understand it. Like, the people that they are targeting literally did nothing to them. So, like, I don't even understand, like, where their anger is stemming from. But, but I, you know, when I was listening to a investigator before, is that once you understand them, though, that's not good because then... Well, that's what she said. She's like, once you understand them, you become them. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. But it's a good analogy, I guess. But anyways, um, my true crime for today. 
was this was mainly about Eric Frien, um, which I mean, if you guys want to learn more about the other two shootings that happened recently, the one near Los Angeles and the one near Pittsburgh, the one near Pittsburgh is the Brackenridge Police Chief, which that was the ambush that just happened on January second, I believe. Um. Yeah, it was January 2nd. And again, that's Brackenridge Police in Pennsylvania. And then let me see here. Where's the Los Angeles one? Um, I would like to, I think it could be. Okay, and the other one, which was in California, is the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, uh, which that deputy was fatally shot. So, um, which, you know, and this is what I don't understand either. So, talking about the one in California, by the way, that deputy's name was Isaiah... Cordero, and he was only 32 years old. Um, and just as he, or well, I guess during 2022, because when it happened, it was really just like a few days ago in the year 2022, though. But he was only a moto, like a moto cop for like a few months. Um, because he used to be a correctional officer or corrections officer. For a few years but his goal was to be a motor patrol cop which is like the ones with the motorcycles um and then finally like earlier on earlier on in 2020 he finally did he passed everything graduated became the motor patrol um and like it, even if like if you see his picture of like when he finally graduated it's so cute because like he's like holding a sign like you like how um like parents will make a sign for like their kids first day of school where it's like oh i'm in kindergarten my teacher is blah 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 and my age and all that stuff well he made a sign like that in front of his <laughs> uh his police uh, motorcycle and it was just like the cutest little thing ever i loved it um but yeah like anyways the dude that shot him though he should have even been out To begin like even like the police officers and even like the state was just like how did this guy even get released because he i think it was in 2020 or 2021 he was actually arrested for kidnapping with a uh with violent weapons so and they're like all saying like and here the judge the judge is the one that just let him go again and they're just like he shouldn't even been out like and of course this happened he was only out of jail for like a few months and then this happened so they don't understand because this isn't like he has been in jail so many different times he just should not have been out he was supposed to get 25 to life for that kidnapping with um a violent weapon and he didn't he just got off scot-free pretty much for they don't know what reason so 
like our judicial system is so flawed it's not funny like i don't understand but any anyways um do you have anything to say cat Oh, other than then, it's just kind of freaking. This kind of goes into what we were talking about. So it's, you know, putting more restrictions on gun owning. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, when we say, like, restrictions, like, we were talking about... Um, but yeah, like, and when we're talking about, like, gun restrictions, we're not talking about, um, like, taking guns away completely, like, no, just doing more thorough checks on, like, background checks, and also psych evaluations, like, there are some people that should have never been granted a gun, like, I don't understand how they got approved for this, even though there's so-called background checks on that, it's not very good. Um, I just, again, no. like the hunters and, you know, responsible people that obviously have shown that they are res like responsible and have, you know, you know, like they're not dangerous to people or themselves. Like obviously keep your gun. You deserve your gun. You know what I mean? You do nothing wrong. You hunt or sometimes you just collect, you know, it's, we all collect stuff. But, yeah. But the thing is, there's signs. There's usually some red you flags what, that are ignored. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. And eight. And I'm probably going to get, people are going to probably get mad at me for this, but like, it's men. Yeah. Because how many women out there are gun owners and you don't see them shooting things up? It's uh, men. Yeah. I mean, there's a very slim amount, but yeah, it's, it's, I'd say a good 90 to 95% are all men, <laughs> which also kind of makes sense because also, A lot of men are grown or like when they're growing up, their fathers or even their mothers sometimes sit there and say like, oh, you can't show emotions or, you know, like it's, you don't talk about your feelings. And I feel like they have like this toxic masculinity thing going on. And I don't know, just, I mean, once you grow up saying like, getting scolded for god forbid crying over a scraped knee or something like you get hard around you know what i mean like you know what i mean like it's just you end up just becoming this emotionless person but yeah i agree it's definitely more of a 
And maybe some men can chime in on this. Like, we're not sitting there saying that all men are evil. Because I know that, like, I, I'm married to a great guy, yeah. but we're also, yeah. If you go back and you look at, like, all women do there, it's, it's men. Like I said, like how many women out there have a ton of guns and have never gone in and killed 15 people in a movie theater or gone in and took the lives of children in a school? Yeah. So let's see here. Actually, um, yeah. So I just pulled up like this statistic thing. Anyways, it says number of mass shootings in the United States between 1982 and November 2022 by shooting gender. So out of like uh, 137 mass shootings, 132 of them were male, three were female, and two were male and female, so I'm guessing the transgender maybe, I'm not sure. Or, or they're just working as a team. Maybe it means they're a team. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, but yeah, maybe it means the shooter was never identified. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Like, majority, like, it was almost completely men. Yeah, which three of those aren't point three being female. Um oh look, CNN even did a thing <laughs> a report uh says why female shooters are rare. She's um what data reveals. In an FBI list of active shooter incidents in the United States from 2000 to 2017, nine of 250 incidents identified involved female shooters so nine out of 250 were female shooters the women in those shootings were usually armed with handguns and open fired inside colleges businesses or their current or former workplace according to the list but in general there are fewer female shooters when it comes to firearm homicides um adam Lancourt or Lankford, a criminal justice pros professor of the united oh my god what the fuck am i saying professor of the university of alabama jesus <laughs> told cnn in 2018 fbi data from 2016 showed that 7.6 percent of offenders who committed murder were females wow 7.6 percent of offenders who committed murder so that's like not even just sh mass shootings like this is literally murder in general 7.6% of offenders are female. That's not a big percent. Research shows that basically males commit more homicides than females regardless of the subtype of homicide. There's no uh, there's no one accepted definition of mass shootings. The Gun Violence Archive, which compiles data defines it as an incident in which an offender shoots or kills four or more people and the congressional research service defines it as when the perpetrator kills four or more people selecting victims randomly and attack in a public place but in those incidents female shooters are rare men commit the overwhelming 
overwhelmingly majority of mass shootings for basically the same reasons they commit most violent crimes. Um, licensed forensic clinical psychologist and director of Virginia. Okay, anyways, men tend to be more violent than women because of a complex interaction of evolutionary and psychosocial factors. Men to men tend to be more aggressive and less inhibited by empathy, and men in distress seem to be less willing to turn to others for help. Uh, none of the perpetrators behind the 28 mass shooting or mass attacks in 2017 was female. Wow, none. So in 2017, there was 28 mass attacks and none of the perpetrators were female. They were all males. According to a reporter of the U.S. Secretary or Secret Service, a study led by Lanford published in the journal Violence and Victims looked at 292 public mass shooters worldwide from 1966 to 2012 and found that only one of those was female. Huh. So, and then, so we scroll a bit more down. Uh, why are there fewer women shooters? There's no single explanation for why women are rare responsible for active shootings because there's no single profile as a mass shooter. Um, if anything, the location of the shooting is more telling than the shooter's gender, he said. Uh, there are several pathways we observe. Antisocial individuals who are part of a gang, depressed, and dispotent person anyways, are high distressed over a grievance and believe they have no future and a small group of persons with several or severe mental illness that include delusional thinking. In a workplace shooting, you want to look at the latter two of most likely. Um, we can really answer the question, uh, question of differences between male and female offenders because we don't have enough female offenders. The problem or the good news is we don't have enough offenders for a statistical or statistically significant sample. So, yeah. Um, so men be more feminine, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, seriously, though, like if you're if you're having like really bad thoughts and like you're wanting to harm people um you should really go to therapy um it would really help you i go to therapy there's a lot of people that go to therapy therapy is really great um we are lacking i feel like that's another reason why it's it's just a lot of mental illness um um, and not even so we're even going to take the, like the mental illness aspect out of it it's not. It's really good. Everyone, therapists go to therapy. <laughs> like, for real. What I'm saying, like, therapy is not for the week. It takes a lot of drive mm -hmm. and a lot of guts to go to therapy because you're facing something that has obviously been bothering you and the way you And, you know, it takes a strong person to be willing to step into a zone that they may not be completely comfortable with and be willing to talk about it. So all of that stigma that therapy uh, 
that you're a sissy if you go to therapy and all that kind of stuff. It's not true. It takes a strong, strong person to go and face something that they've been dealing with. Yeah, it does. Like I've been going to therapy now for um since twenty nineteen. Yeah, I want to say since twenty nineteen. Um, maybe twenty eighteen, but I really think it was twenty nineteen. Um, I've been through. I'm on my fourth therapist now. Uh, the I just well, I just started therapy with a new therapist. Um. Just because two therapists just weren't on, like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. Um, it's just, like, sometimes you just don't match up. To, you know what I mean? Like, they're great therapists. It's just not for me, you know? Uh, the one was, but I work for her now, so that's a can't really do that so that's why i got referred to my new therapist so look at that dress yeah so but the things are going good though also i like my new therapist because it's like an hour away from me so i get to go out of town for the day <laughs> gives me a break from my area so yeah but but the thing is is like there's been plenty of times i've wanted to quit therapy though because sometimes it brings up emotions that you just don't want to deal with but the thing is to get like true healing from whatever you're going through you do need to you know just you have to deal with it like in a healthy way Instead of pushing it down and ignoring it. And saying, no, let's come back to this later. No, no. Address it now. So you can start your healing journey. And just stop being so angry. You know what? So to add to this, talking about like anger and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> um, I forget what year it was. But, you know, AI is like artificial intelligence. You know, like how there's um like some funny stories just like if you you know i made a bot watch a thousand hours of like homework christmas movies you know what i mean and then it writes its own movie well anyways <clears throat> there was a yeah like a yeah. some but anyways there was some Pretty much, and I'll I'll touch on this on another episode as well because it I'm gonna it's gonna be really funny. Uh, so I want to say I'm gonna continue this on to another episode, and we'll just have that as like our AI series because uh, it's really good. But so that's why I'm saying like you have to this will there will be a part two that goes or like a part two to this ending here because i don't want to like spoil anything so it'll be on our next series or like for our next week episode for the ai series but yeah um it's pretty cool what ai has actually come to the conclusion of and 
But yeah, so you guys will find find out here soon. But we're gonna wrap it up tonight. Is there anything else you want to add, Kat, before we wrap up? Yep. If you haven't seen our YouTube video, go check out our YouTube video. Yeah. Yep. It um, is on Spotify, which is pretty cool. Um, it doesn't upload it to like any other place but Spotify, because Spotify is the only podcasting app that is able to handle video. So if you don't want to go on YouTube, you can always go on Spotify. You can choose to comment, and then we can pin your comments on Spotify so other people can see them, which is really cool. I think um, you've got like what two other videos that you guys are going to edit? Yeah. Well, we have the one which we can add the one that we're doing tomorrow. Um, we can add it on to there as well, um, because I think it'd be, of course, you know what it's about. Um, but I know that some of our listeners, yeah, have to have had experienced one. So, talking about miscarriages tomorrow. So. Another thing is, it's like for the last six to eight months, I've actually, because I know like a lot of our listeners know that I've had two miscarriages, um, one in 2020 and then also one last, well, I keep forgetting that we're already in 2023, but anyways, in 2021, I also had one. Um, but anyways, a university actually reached out to me about, I think, it was like last August or last, last September. Um, they reached out to me and was asking me to be in their, it's an actual university that's doing a miscarriage study, like an early loss, pregnancy loss, uh, study. And so they asked me to be in it. So I've been doing the study now for like six to eight months now. And, uh, but yeah, and I got asked to actually make a video on ways that you can save the remains of the baby no matter how early your pregnancy was so um of course that is going to be a trigger warning video um obviously there's not going to be real blood but it still talks about miscarriage and the death of a child so there's going to be some trigger warnings but it is going to be a good informational video because it talks about how to advocate for yourself, um, and how common miscarriages are, but also, um, and you guys have to remember, I'm a very pro-choice person, because honestly, what someone else does with their body is none of my business, um, but the thing is, also, as a pro-choice person, um, it makes me mad that all these pro-lifers will literally go to abortion clinics and protest about the life that they're killing but yet when I had a miscarriage they don't even see it as a baby so I want to know why it's different um and it makes me mad so you're also going to hear me venting a lot during this video 
but this is when the information comes in because um yeah anyways i'm i'm helping make change for people that's experience or experiencing miscarriages because it's very common one out of four one out of four every pregnancy experiences a miscarriage that's 25 percent. that is a huge percent so anyway so that's what we're filming tomorrow and that will also be uploaded but there's other videos being uploaded as well so <laughs> one making homemade homemade apple cider and yep. uh oh yeah and then also the hard cider so Stop us with those, but yeah, so I'm pretty excited. And then I also, oh, and I'm also making a video on, yes. um, oh my god, what are they called? Simmer pots. Uh, you know, healthy ways to make your house smell good without using toxic candles and toxic, low quality essential oils that are not really essential oils; they're just chemicals. So there might be like ten percent essential oils in them. So, anyways, stop using those. You're literally killing yourself. So, anyways. I was 12. Uh, huh? What did you I say? said my dad's been doing it since I was 12. What? Making simmer pots? Simmer pots? Yeah. My dad's been doing them. Yeah, my dad's been doing them since I was 12. They're so much better. They're so much better. He mainly, like, resulted for results but like saves it for the fall yeah. because doing it in the summer can make your house hot oh yeah so like he'll wait till winter comes yeah and plus like your house and is like all the stuffy in the winter time it also smells yeah it um and he usually does like nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff like that so it really smells mm -hmm. like thanksgiving and christmas all year yeah all, all winter long and it smells amazing Yep. Well, guys, you are loved and you are wanted, as always. Stay safe Bye. out there. Yep. It's freezing. It is. Bye. Bye.